the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. The Blaze Radio Network. I am hoping that uh, Amy Chua can spend some time with us today. She has uh, written a book called Political Tribes, Group Instinct, and the Fate of uh, Nations. She is the uh, uh, the John Duff Professor of Law at the Yale Law School. She graduated from Harvard. Amy, welcome to the to the program. How are you? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. I, I don't know how much time you have, but uh, I would love to spend uh, as much time as you have. You're, I you're, have time. <laughs> okay. Your your book is your book is um, great uh, because you you talk about the secret of America. And how we're really kind of violating that now, uh, really strangely, unknowingly. But you, you, you speak to both sides of the aisle so we can kind of hear each other. It's not it's not a book written from the left or from the right. And Absolutely it's not. It's trying to speak the language of 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 both sides. And let's start with the essential goodness of America that you point you point out. Right. So I'm not even trying to be both sides. I am just kind of going back. I think we all need to remember what it is that makes America special. And so I actually have spent 20 years studying different countries, countries in the developing world, you know, European countries. And believe it or not, there is something really special about America that I think most Americans don't even realize. Mm -hmm. And I say that we alone among the major powers, not France, not England, we are what I call a supergroup. And to be a supergroup, Glenn, it's really simple. You only need to do two things. The first is to have a really strong, overarching national identity, just something that holds us together, Americans. But the second requirement for a supergroup is we have to allow all different kinds of subgroup identities to flourish. So it's like, so in this country, you can be, you know, you can say, I'm Irish American, I'm Italian American, I'm Croatian American, I'm Japanese American, and still be intensely patriotic at the same time. And believe it or not, this is not true in a country like France. Like you wouldn't say, I'm Italian French. <laughs> There's no right. such thing, you know. So we, and right now, because of the tribalism that has taken over our political system, we're starting to destroy that. We're starting to destroy this connective tissue, this big overarching national identity that we have that is what's made us special. And, you know, your example, uh, you really about Chick-fil-A is also, there, there's an attack on allowing individual subgroup identities to flourish, right. too. So it's a dangerous moment for us. So you, you, you I, I thought this was really fascinating. And the, the, the most clear I've heard anybody state this, you're saying that a lot of these uh, wars that we have engaged in are unwinnable simply because those nations don't have a supergroup. Exactly. So one thing that America has done, um, and so, you know, my real field for 20 years has been, again, looking at foreign policy. And what I try to say is I explain why we have messed it up so much in countries from Vietnam to Afghanistan to Iraq. And a lot of it has to do with we don't realize how exceptional our own identity and history is. So we forget how unusual it is to be this multi-ethnic nation with so many different ethnicities and to have a really strong American identity. So, Glenn, why do you think Libya is now a failed state? 
we missed this. President Obama actually really honorably conceded this. He said, we failed to see the depth of the tribalism. They, Libya was a multi-ethnic country like we are, 140 different ethnic groups. But the difference is that Libya didn't have a strong enough national identity. This idea of being a Libyan didn't matter to these people. And it just fell apart. It fell apart after we intervened. And we didn't see that. We thought, you know what? They're going to be like us. If we just take out this horrible dictator um, and then we leave and put in democracy, it's going to come together and it didn't happen. So, so we project that we forget how special we are, and we make mistakes by forgetting that other countries are not like us. And it, and it seems in a sick sort of twisted way, we understood this uh, with our motivation behind the Sykes-Pico lines uh, and agreement uh, in the Middle East, where we drew these country lines knowing that it would cause warring factions and the dictators would have, would, would be be so busy trying to keep their own tribe together that they wouldn't have time to look out we we did know this at one point well you know what's so funny the british were the masters of this actually because the british they um i mean you know morally of course that's another question but how were they so successful in maintaining this empire for centuries with such a small number of people, I mean, just a handful of British administrators in places like India and the Middle East, exactly what you said. They were masters. They were so conscious of all these little group divisions, but they used it to divide. And you're right. You know, they, they were like, okay, how can we keep these people at bay? And they actually purposely pitted groups against each other. But we were not like that after we went to the world stage, you know, post-World War II. We actually... Um, started to increasingly think of democracy as like this magic formula. You know, mm-hmm. that if we, if we, because democracy historically has worked so well for us. So for the idea, the us, we went into Iraq thinking, uh, Sunni, Shias, Kurds, okay, it's kind of a mess, but let's just have some elections. And that was so wrong headed because what I've shown is that under certain conditions, Democracy can actually worsen group conflict, not sure. make it better. Sure. Okay, so I, I want to go to um, uh, the part of the book where you talk about how the left isn't listening to the right and the right isn't listening to the left. And you you describe, especially for a professor, I, I'm, I'm just shocked that you're <laughs> even allowed to teach. Um, but uh, I get to go back. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you, you, you. You uh, describe what happened with the Trump voter and what's happening with the Trump voter and try to explain that to a person on the left. And I've not heard anyone in the media do this and, and do it effectively as you did and what we're supposed to learn from this and how you describe the left to the right when we come back. The name of the book uh, is uh, Political Tribes. Amy Chua is uh, with us. Don't hold it against her that she's a Yale professor. Uh, she just said, I don't know how, I don't know if they're going to let her back in, but uh, it's, uh, it's a remarkable book. Glenn Beck, The Blaze Radio Network.